Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. Let's get started this morning, man. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped um, uh, about this morning and preparing and imagining this day. I've been looking forward to what God is going to do in your life. So if something pops up to you during the message, don't be scared to say amen. Comment down. Hallelujah below. You know, give us some thumbs up, some hearts, and let's start this morning. But before we get started, let's pray together. Father God, Lord, we thank you. We honor you and we praise you. Father, we just want to thank you for another day, uh, a fresh new day, a fresh new start this morning. And we want to thank you for what you're going to do and what you are doing in our lives. Father, continue to protect us and guide us and minister to us in each and every one of our homes. Thank you for uniting us that even though we're not uh, meeting together, we are still united, praising you and worshiping you and talking about you this morning. Remove these lips of clay of mine and let you speak to your people this morning. We commit the rest of this service into your hands. In Jesus' mighty name, we all say and pray. Amen. Now, church, I want to start off with a question to all of you this morning. How many of us have ever been on a boat before? Could be a small boat, could be a little boat, could be a big boat. But I assume that most of us have probably been on one before. And I want you to think back for a second. When you were in this boat, how was the weather like? Was it a nice weather? Was it a crappy weather? Were there big waves or were there no waves at all? I want you to hold on to that thought for a second. And I want you to reimagine and remember what it was like. I remember when I was younger, you know, my dad took my sister May, my brother Aaron and I to an island. And for us to get to this island, we would have to ride a ferry or a boat. So I was this little kid. I was just so psyched. I was pumped. I was excited because it was my first time riding a ferry. But this wasn't an ordinary ferry. This was one of those fast boats. This boat was one of those boats that will take you from one island to another in a blink of an eye. This boat was going to travel so fast. And I'm this kid. I was this little kid that I was just ready to rock and roll, right? So anyway, I just couldn't wait to get onto this boat. I didn't even care where we were going. In fact, I don't even remember where we were going. I just wanted to ride this boat, so anyway, we finally board, um, we finally board and one, on, on the side of the boat, there's this massive sign or a vinyl sign on its side that said cheetah. And you know cheetahs, they're very fast, they're quick. And from then onwards, I was on a high. I was like, let's do this. And as we were walking to board, I ran past the line, I took my seat and I was waving up my dad and the others and I was like, let's go, let's go, come on, come on, come on, come over here. And then, so this boat finally took off. You know, at first it was slow, it was steady, and then gradually and slowly started to move until this boat started flying. Like, this boat took off. Now remember, this was my first time, right? This was my first time ever riding on a boat. I was anxious, I was nervous, I was excited, and I was all over the place, and you could probably guess what happened next. I was throwing up all over the place. I got so seasick, but, I, but the boat could not stop for me because there, was, there were other passengers in there. So we had to ride this thing for a full 45 minutes to an hour. 
And it was just an absolutely crazy ride. And to add salt to the weather, you know, as I said before, it was not a nice weather, right? There was wind, there were waves, and this boat was cutting through waves. It was bouncing up and down, left and right, and I started freaking out, right? I didn't know what I was feeling during the whole ride. Should I get sick? Should I feel sick? Should I feel scared? Should I feel hungry? Should I feel excited? I was all over the place, right? But as we get closer and closer to our destination, I started to see the horizon. It was just a blurry image because it was raining as well. But when I saw the island, I was overjoyed. I was like, get me the heck out of this boat. And as we were getting near the island, the boat started slowing down. And I was like, are you serious? Are you kidding me? I was ready to jump out in midair and, you know, just swim ashore. Now, some of us might have a similar story or some of us might not. But man, for me, that, that, that memory was just insane. And I think back on that story now and I realized there was just something about the horizon that gave me security and excitement. There was something about that island that was three kilometers, five kilometers, 10 kilometers out that made me jump up for joy when I saw it. There was something about that shore that I was about to set my foot in and I was about to, uh, you know, just, you know, put my foot compared to what I was going through. There was just something about it. Yes, I had all sorts of emotions and feelings that I was going through from fear to excitement. But as soon as I saw where I was going to be in, there was joy, there was security, there was peace. Because I knew that as soon as I set foot on that island, I know that I am safe. And friends, let me tell you right now that Jesus is that island, that Jesus is that security, that Jesus is where we are safe. And whatever rough situation that you are in right now, you could be in a rocky boat in the middle of a, of a storm, right? Or a steady boat, but there are gigantic waves and storms crashing around you, happening around you. Jesus will walk you through it. Know this, that Jesus will guide you through it and he will protect you through it. But for me, it was the distance. It was the distance from the boat to the island. It was that little bit of time and place left that I got impatient, that I started to freak out, that I started to doubt. I honestly started thinking, am I going to be able to hold out? Am I going to feel better after this? Am I still going to enjoy myself when I get to this island? And some of us are probably feeling that same exact emotion right now during these times. You know, it is the distance from the boat to the island that kills people's faith. Let me say that again. It is the distance from the boat to the island that kills people's faith. It is the struggle of not knowing where the finish line is that kills people's hope. It is the pain of not seeing the shore. It is the struggle of not knowing when the storm is going to end. It is the hardest when everything around you seems like it's going to fail. It is what blinds us as children of God and the desperation of knowing when can I be free again? When can I relax again? Or when can I not feel this way? Or when can I see that island again? The island that is full of hope, the island that is safe, the island that is full of provision and strength. 
It is the distance, church, it is the distance from the boat to the island that we miss that there is a process. Faith has a process. That there is a process of refinement, that there is a process of strengthening, that there is a process of blessing. And those are my three points for you this morning. If you are writing things down, there is a process of refining, strengthening, and blessing. And if you have the scriptures with you, um, why don't you turn over to the book of Job, chapter 1, verse um, 1, to 3 with me. While you're doing that, um, I'm going to go ahead and do that, and I'm going to read it out to you. Um, verse 1, it says, There was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. He also had many servants. He was the, um, he was facet. He was basically the fastest or the most successful and the richest person in the area. And again, if you are new here with us this morning, Job was a man of greatness. He was blessed. And the scriptures tells us that he was a man who was blameless and full of integrity. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for a wife or a husband, get yourself a job. I mean, a job. Now, you know, see, life didn't, but life didn't really come that easy for Job. And I do encourage you that when you do have the time to read the whole book, it's an amazing testimony. But the fact that this man was blameless and full of integrity, the enemy saw this as an opportunity. An opportunity to mess around with what is good and what is God-given. We all have been in Job's shoes before, where you thought everything was perfect, everything was great, until it crumbles apart. And I just want to summarize what happened with Job with you this morning. So anyway, the devil, the devil finally starts doing his thing to Job, right? He sends a powerful wind or a hurricane over to Job's eldest son's home where, where all his kids, all of Job's kids were having a feast. And unfortunately, that powerful wind killed all of them and died. Right? Imagine the grief, imagine the sadness that Job would have felt when he heard those news. That all ten of his children, not one, not just two, not even three, but all ten has died. But the story didn't stop there. It wasn't just the people around him that were taken away. His health was also tested. It says in Job chapter 2 verse 7 that the devil struck Job with boils from head to toe. All over his body from head to toe. He probably had it in his eyes as well, in his nose, in his mouth, in his ears, everywhere. So you could probably imagine how much pain and suffering he was going through. But that's not all of it. His own wife wanted him to curse God and just die already. All this stuff happening around Job. Even his so-called friends just wanted him to curse and deny God. But see, even though it tells us in the beginning that Job was this righteous, this blameless, and an all-around good dude, the crazy thing is that Job failed. Job failed. And you know why? Because Job is a man. He is a human just like all of us. We all fail. I've failed. You've failed. We all have failed because we are human. 
But his story doesn't stop there. How awesome is that, hey? When God is in the midst, when God is involved, our story doesn't stop there. It says there that even though everything around him, you know, dragged him down and caused him to fail, God was always there. That's so awesome, church. You see, Job's story didn't end on a low. Because God was always there. Your story won't end in a low because God is with you. So Job says this thing in the midst of all the pain and the heartache that he was suffering that really resonated with me from the first moment that I read it until now. And it's this. It comes from Job chapter 13 verse 15. And it's one of my absolute favorite scriptures. And it says this. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Job is not saying that God is out there to kill him. But even if it comes to that, he will still trust God. You know why? Because he knew that over and over again in his life, he remembered and he realized that God has always made a way. And this is just another obstacle in his life that God is going to bring him through. Because truthfully and honestly, there have been times in our lives, in our own lives, where we were Job. We doubted and we felt like God has deserted us and we were ready to throw in the towel and that God has taken everything away from us. But I want you to think about what Job said for a second. Despite everything that he went through, yet will I trust in God. Yet will I trust in you, Jesus. Yes, it feels like everything around me is falling apart, yet will I trust in Him. Yes, it feels like I don't have any way of paying my bills, yet will I trust in Him. Yes, it feels like my marriage is falling apart, yet will I trust in Him. Yes, it feels like everything around me is dark and and it feels like I'm drowning. Yes, 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 and yet will I trust in Him. Job went through all these trials, all the stuff that happened throughout his life, he went through a refining process. And if you've if you ever seen how gold is produced, you know, first they get the nugget from the ground, right? And not all the gold is in there. It's covered with mud, with earth, and with, with you know, gravel, whatever it may be. And that's what they call impurity, right? So it's not pure yet. So what they do is that they put the nugget in a fire. They put the nugget through a fire so that all of the impurities floats at the top. Right? And it can be taken off, and what you have left is this perfect solid gold. Friends, we have to sometimes have to go through refinement for us to find the strength that God provides at the end of that refining process. Yes, it is tough, it is painful, but yet will I trust in Him? Once you've gone through the refinement, you build up the strength, and God recognizes that, and that's what we call faith. God sees that and He blesses that with abundance of grace, mercy, and provision. And I want to close this story off with what God did for Job. Again, yes, Job did fail just like the rest of us. But one thing he realized that God was with him through it all. And this is what God did in Job chapter 42 verse 12. And I'm going to read it out to you. It says this, The Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life even more so in the beginning. This was after all that crazy stuff has happened in his life. 
The Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life even more so than in the beginning. Job went through a process of refinement, then he went through a process of strengthening, and then God blessed him and he went through a process of blessing. Transform Church, we all go through that same process. And some of us right now might be in the refining process. And some of us might be in that strengthening process right now where we've learned and we've become stronger. And some of us might even be in the blessing process right now. But know this, that God never left Job's side and he will surely never leave your side. The same God that Job served thousands and thousands of years ago is the same God that we are serving today, that you and I are serving today. He is alive and well. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He will never, ever leave you or forsake you. And I want to close it off this morning with this. Is that your faith is a product of your environment. That your faith is a product of your environment. Your environment produces the level of your faith. Now, whether you are in the process of refinement, whether you are in the process of strengthening or blessing, no matter where you are in your storm right now, no matter how far the distance is from the boat to the island, know this, that once you've landed, doesn't matter what happened, how rough the ride was, you are safe and God is with you and will never leave you. You are never and will never be alone. Because God is with you through it all. That is so awesome, church. I am so pumped by that. And again, remember, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Job chapter 13, verse 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. And if you are in that boat right now, I want to pray for you this morning. I want to pray that you won't just come out of your situation beat up, rugged, depressed, But I want to pray that for God to give you the strength, the will, the faith, and the trust in Him to keep living and to walk with you through it. And if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Savior this morning, and you feel like, you know, you feel this feeling in your heart and longing for freedom, joy, peace, and real love, I also want to pray for you this morning. And for those of you who want to recommit your life to Jesus this morning, I would love to pray for all of you. Let's pray together, church. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you right now for your people who are watching this. Father, we thank you for um, whatever that is going through their lives right now, Lord Jesus. Father God, that you are beginning to strengthen them, Father God. That you are beginning to bless them, Father Lord Jesus. That you are with them through every situation that they are in. We thank you right now that you are walking with them through their situations. Father, remind them and and continue to walk with them and minister to them. Give them the confidence, Lord Jesus, and the peace that they need, Father. Intervene in their situations right now, Father. Father, I pray for those who have committed their lives back to you or to you this morning for the very first time. Father, continue to be with them and bless them, Father God. Continue to just pour out your mercy and your kindness and your love and your peace into their lives, Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we all say and pray. Amen. Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message.
I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.